0: Starting the uh, conversation about the lost art of driving communication by flicking headlamps off on Simi. People have been watching too many forensic files and believe, uh, especially if it's a quiet day there, no one else and on, no one else is on the road, you might be a psycho killer trying to pull them over. However, that being said, I do recall last summer heading up to Coquihalla and the fellow in front of me was pulling a trailer that had a very deflated tire and he was going a good 120K, and I was flicking my lights, I was honking my horn, I got past him and was pointing downward to the side of his vehicle. Not a bit of recognition. All I could do is drive ahead and maybe watch the news that night and see if he
1: made it. First of all, thank you for the Forensic Files shout out because that is my all-time favorite show. And I thought I was the only one who binge watched that uh, with record numbers of episodes. But you may be onto something there. Maybe some people are just too paranoid to pull over if you're flashing your lights at them. All I know is that I see an awful lot of people out there who don't get that message. Keep the calls and comments coming on our buzz line. All right now it's time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer, who I know, Vaughn, you know what it means, right? When somebody flashes their lights at you in the rearview mirror?
0: I uh, thought it meant there's a speed trap up ahead.
1: That's if it's coming at you.
0: Oh, I'm saying if you look at oh, the rear view very mirror, good. Yes. Uh you see, you watch the forensic show, and I'm kind of thick <laughs> and don't pick up on the signal.
1: <laughs> well, you got you got some signals. Some signals are good. Uh but I am excited to talk to you about Site C this morning because at least it's not about snow.
0: Yes. So BC Hydro periodically reports to the BC Utilities Commission a uh, progress on Site C. They do it every. Oh, three or four times a year. And the latest report was released yesterday. It covers project progress up to the end of September. And um, I think, you know, Simi, you won't be surprised to hear the project is on time and on budget. What? <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, you see, that's BC Hydro speak for you. So on budget means that it's on budget with the budget that the new democrats approved after the last election and that budget is twice the original budget so they think they can finish it within that budget which is 16 billion dollars not the 8 when the liberals approved the project and on schedule means it'll be finished a year late because they also added a year to the construction schedule. So Site C is uh, expected to be fully up and running, generating power, all six units, um, well, three years from now, December 2025. So that's what on time and on budget Meet.
1: I look forward to the press releases that tell us it was under budget and finished early. And let's see how they try you know, to spend that one.
0: possible, actually. You know, that's interesting, Simi. The, the, this is the first report that I've seen where they say, you know what? If all goes well, and when hasn't it all gone well? Uh, if all goes well... Uh, they think they might be able to start filling the reservoir next year because the dam itself the earth-filled dam itself is about 90% complete so Uh, It's going to be 469 meters high, and it's already at 444. So if if they manage to top off the dam, they may be able to start filling the reservoir next year, which would be a year early, and that might allow them to actually fire up the dam a year early as well. Now, that comes with a big bunch of caveats, but it's the first time BC Hydro has even acknowledged that things might be going well enough that they can finally get ahead of schedule. I don't know about saving money. Uh, you look at the what's been happening with the contracts on this project, and the major contracts. One of them has more than doubled, uh, and the other one is almost fifty percent over. And they have not yet completed the fix, Simi, and that is the government-approved solution to the geotechnical problem that they found in the foundations of the dam, which they discovered before the election, but they didn't really tell us what it all meant and how much it was going to cost until after the election. Although I'm sure that's just one of those amazing coincidences.
1: So this is a key fix here. Yes. Uh, and it's, you're telling me that one is, is not fully no, operational yet.
0: No. So the, 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 the fix, and it's very, very technical, was they discovered instability way down under the foundations for the dam and the generating station and the spillways. So you don't want that. So the solution recommended by international independent engineers was drive some very big steel jacketed, jacketed pilings down, way down, in order to stabilize the dam. So that's the solution um, that is not yet complete. I noticed in the technical reports uh, that we got yesterday, the technical report from the experts at the end, they say that is behind schedule. Only 17% of the pilings have been installed. They are still monitoring uh, geotechnically to see if this is working. So there are four or five parts of the project where hydro is still saying risks. And one of the risks is completion schedule. Another risk is cost. Another is environmental impact. Another is scope. And another is safety. So you look at that and you know the history of the project and you go, hey, hydro rate payers, don't start doing victory laps just yet.
1: Okay, so there just seems like this. there's so much in the details here, Vaughn, which you have gone through, that I'm very skeptical of the schedule. Oh, you
0: know, the best part of the details, of course, Simi, is that this report runs I don't know, 120 pages, and... There are appendices to the report, and one of the appendices is a detailed breakdown of the construction schedule. And another is what's happening with the contracts that are over $10 million. And another one is what is happening to the cost of the project. All three of those reports are withheld. They're just blanked out for confidential reasons. So you'll just have to take B.C. Hydro's word from the summary, uh, which the stuff they have shared with us, because they aren't sharing the details. So whatever devil is in them, uh, we're still dependent on B.C. Hydro telling us what we need to know. And at this point, it doesn't sound like they're telling us everything we need to know.
1: So are they open to questions? Like, how often do they discuss this? Uh, well, the, what happened, that's a good point.
0: The, the Utilities Commission, to its credit... Uh, doesn't rubber stamp this stuff. Uh, They usually do is they read the reports over, and their experts come back to BC Hydro with questions. And then it takes Hydro a while to answer those. So the commission, you know, but it takes a while. I mean, these things are technical. And, of course, the independent experts that they brought in, Simi, they haven't signed off yet either. They are dependent partly on what Hydro tells them. Um, and they, but they do their own inspections. Um, Peter Milburn, the retired uh, deputy minister of highways that the Liberals brought in before the election to report out on the project after the election, and again, I'm sure that was a coincidence, Uh, Milburn (laughs) is looking at the project as well. So there is oversight and scrutiny. It's just that... You know, when Hydro releases these quarterly reports, they tell us some things which are important. project is 70% complete. $10 billion is spent. That's important stuff. The biggest workforce they've ever had there are 5,500 people, uh, two thirds of them British Columbians. All that. But you're still going, look, given the way this project has gone so far, uh, don't, as I said, don't sign off on it as a ratepayer or a political watcher, until we actually get to the official opening and the official final, uh, all the power flowing, six generators up and running is still three years away. It's um, You know, the liberals approved this thing in, what, 2014? They started construction in 2015. Um, They only built it for two years. The New Democrats have been at it now for five years. They had two opportunities to cancel it. They didn't. So it's really their project now, even though, you know, John Hargan would say, well, I never would have approved this thing if it had come to me. But the fact is it's more their project than it is the B.C. liberals now because, as I said, the government has twice uh, considered cancelling it. Yeah, gone ahead and, you know, try to say something nice about Site C. Well, with hydroelectric dams, all the costs, almost all the costs are up front. If you get it up and running... The workforce is small. It generates electricity. Sometimes they're good for a hundred years, and we are entering an era where sooner or later we'll need the electricity. It'll be expensive electricity, but we'll need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hydroelectric dams, particularly where the reservation reservoir is small and where they cleaned out all the wood before they flood it, they don't generate a lot in the way of emissions compared to you know natural gas or anything else.
1: Vaughn, as always, thank you so much for that.
0: Bye-bye, Sim.